0: This is Gotham Legend of the Dark Knight, Season 5, Episode 11. They did what? I'm David Mizzou, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast.
1: This is Andrew Sellen, Mr. Penn, and the Ventriloquist on Gotham. And this is Scarface. And you're listening to Gotham TV
0: Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you better keep listening, you hear?
2: This is Robin Lord taylor and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast.
0: Welcome back, fellow Gothamites. Welcome back, fellow detectives. This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 142, Mm -hmm. where we are looking at the penultimate episode of Gotham, Legend of the Dark Knight, season 5, episode 11. They did what? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am one of your hosts, John. I'm your host, Derek.
2: Welcome back to the penultimate episode of Gotham. I cannot believe after five years we're almost at the end of our coverage of Gotham. It's shocking, really.
0: It's an amazing journey Mm -hmm. to have come here, uh, to have podcasted about such a great TV show that Mm -hmm. has had its ups and downs, but it has always remained true to itself. And I think that's what we can all get behind for sure. And wow, are they delivering some pretty... Uh, massive epic stuff here, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know some of the CGI in in this episode was just sensational. With the art, the ships dropping off the army there on the island of Gotham, really, really amazing stuff. And um, so certainly. Uh, they are giving a fitting end to Gotham.
2: Yeah, I saw some banter between uh, two of the writers, uh, Zishun, who wrote this episode, and Seth Boston, uh, also a writer for Gotham, over on over on Twitter the other night, saying, "This is what happens when you give Zishun an episode." He doubles the budget and makes sure that everybody else, for all other episodes, gets their budget <laughs> cut. You know? But this is the penultimate episode of this show, this massive DC Comics show, this show that everybody had so much faith in when it was beginning a show about the time before Batman arrives in Gotham, and we're getting just to the end. So it's great that they've been able to give us some big moments uh, as we get in towards this end, uh, and such an end it will be, I think
0: yeah absolutely i mean it's been a month since we were last talking about gotham yeah Uh, they've had a a, a significant break here Mm -hmm. in the meantime though uh fellow gothamites we have the shazam movie review Mm -hmm. Uh, you can check that over on tv podcast industries yeah um, for sure and of course we have this episode of gotham plus the final episode of of Gotham as a series coming up in our next episode. Mm-hmm. And then we have a roundtable with our favorite uh, fellow podcasters of Gotham uh, over at Legends of Gotham.
2: Yes, Bill and Anne-Marie from Legends of Gotham returned for the final season of Gotham. Really cool to have them. Uh, We have traditionally done at the end of each series that they were podcasting on and we were podcasting on. We've traditionally gotten together to have a big chat and a big roundup. So hopefully we're going to get to do this this season since they came back to do season five. They missed season four, uh, took a little break from podcasting and then they've come back for season five. So hopefully we'll get some time to sit down with them before we shut down the Gotham TV podcast feed. But don't worry, we're not going away from Gotham completely. We will be podcasting. We will continue to podcast about other TV shows, but we thought it was time to take a little bit of a step back from the brand of Gotham, which we've traditionally just put our DC movies and Gotham TV show on there, and we also have Defenders TV podcast where we talk about Marvel stuff, and all of those shows, the Defenders shows that were on Netflix, um, they're all gone now as well, all happening this year, everybody's finishing up all these shows that we're covering, so we're taking a step back, we're putting it all together on tvpodcastindustries.com, you can currently find everything we've recorded right back for the last five years, every episode we've ever recorded over at TV Industries.com. And from now on we're going to be publishing all of the stuff we cover, including the upcoming show Pennyworth, which may be of interest to people who who like Gotham because it's coming from the same people that brought you Gotham uh, on Epics. Coming this summer, we will definitely be covering that over on TV Podcast
0: Industries.com. Yeah, absolutely. Like Bruce Wayne turning into Batman, Gotham TV Podcast is turning into TV Podcast Industries. It's a, it's a-, a move Over, but we will still be covering DC stuff over there. And yes, Pennyworth will be um, our connected Gotham element there on the new platform. So Mm -hmm. we really hope that you can uh, make that move with us uh, and join us over on TV podcastindustries.com. Well, sorry, we're a little bit
2: late with this episode as well. Um, just to mention, we were had a little bit of holiday because it was Easter weekend. I uh, Hope you had a good weekend. This is Easter Monday. Uh, we were away in uh, Switzerland, uh, up the mountains, up the Alps, trying to find the chalet of uh, one Bruce Wayne who has left Gotham. Didn't find that, but did find an absolutely amazing, awesome holiday in, uh, in Switzerland. Really, really enjoyed it. But hopefully we're not too late, and hopefully you're going to be able to enjoy this episode as well.
0: Yes, I think with that, on with our spoiler-filled review... Derek, what are some of this episode's details? Well, I've already mentioned the writer of the episode, Zishon, has
2: written many, many episodes of Gotham so far. He's done eight episodes of the show. Uh, just to remind everybody, he has finished, obviously, his work on Gotham. This was the second last episode in his last episode of Gotham. Uh, he's now working for a comic book company which he set up called TKO Comics. Uh, you can check them out on TKO Presents.com. Loads of the comics have been released so far, the ones that he's specifically working on, the first from Dr. Fang and the Seven Deadly Sins. I've heard great things about these from a bunch of, comic book readers get and check them out uh, give some support to independent comic books it's great that gone is taking this opportunity to set up his groundbreaking I suppose comic book uh, company that, uh, that he's set up with a number of other creators so really interested to see how that's working out for him
0: yeah really good stuff actually for sure
2: mm-hmm And this episode was directed by Carol Banker. This is the first episode of Gotham that Carol has directed. Uh, She has directed many, many other TV shows. She's done The Tick, recently did The X-Files, and did an episode of Titans, DC's Titans, over on DC Universe, the DC streaming service, which you'll be able to see as well. But interestingly, in her past, Carol was a script supervisor on various projects for years, going all the way back to Kevin Smith movies, including Mallrats and Clerks 2 and Dogma. So done a lot of work with Kevin Smith over the years. Interesting
0: stuff, yeah. Kevin Smith, always welcome. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Never got to write an episode of Gotham, unfortunately. He has done a lot of the CW TV shows. He's done a couple of those episodes of Flash and uh, and over the years, but uh, never got a chance to be doing an episode of Gotham, unfortunately. Considering he's a big Batman fan, it's a shame that he didn't get the opportunity over the
0: years. But, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for this episode? Sure. Nissa Al Ghul enacts her final plan for the destruction of Gotham as the army, led by Bane, is sent in to destroy the GCPD's safe zone. As Jim Gordon rallies his allies former wives, and former enemies to save the city, Bruce, with the help of Selina, must resort to extreme measures to delay Bane and his army as he destroys Wayne Enterprises. Meanwhile, Nissa kidnaps Barbara's newborn daughter with ambitions to raise her as her own, but is thwarted by Jim and Barbara, who run Nissa through with that knife. <laughs> as the final battle unfolds, the people of Gotham rally behind Jim and the GCPD and face down Bane, in the aftermath of the battle for Gotham, Oswald and Ed promise to once again control Gotham. Jim is appointed commissioner. Alfred begins the plans to rebuild both Wayne Manor and Wayne Enterprises. And in the final moment, Selina races to catch Bruce as he decides to leave Gotham to embrace his destiny.
2: Oh, sad, sad moments at the end of this episode, but some wonderful, great things going on uh, here. An epic episode, really. You know, we've been off air again for a couple of weeks, uh, as we said we knew that this was going to come down to the big showdown with between Bane and the city of Gotham um for i suppose for Nissa's control uh, but this was a big episode
0: yeah this was huge mm. um i mean massive in scope really when you think what it was trying to achieve and i i think for you know On to case note number one, Mm -hmm. uh, for Gotham. You know, we have the bombs that are dropping down on Gotham um, following the order given by the general who has been put under that mind control Mm -hmm. that had had previously affected Ed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the... The army is about to be sent in. You know, she's planning. Uh, Nissa is planning her final sort of thrust to enact her plan and, and destroy Gotham mm-hmm. uh, with the army, effectively wiping out um, the the survivors in Gotham. I mean, I think it's that the general mentions something like anyone who opposes us is an enemy of the state. I yeah. mean, it, it really is um, kind of the the, the final enactment of her diabolical plan here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the, the great thing here is that this rallies people to this cause for Gotham. And we have Oswald realizing that, you know, he can't get on that sub and and just simply uh, run away with all the gold. There is that emotional side of Oswald. He's, he's governed by his emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that great sort of difference between him and Ed, Ed, very clinical, very, um, intellectual in how he approaches things yeah Oswald is clever and cunning but it's also very much done from the gut and from that instinctive intuition that he has yeah very much like Fish Mooney had as well mm-hmm. and so Oswald realizing he just simply can't abandon the city that he embodies returns to join up with uh, Jim and the GCPD yeah
2: <laughs> Absolutely, that, that has been said many times in this episode. The GCPD is definitely one of the uh, main lines from Jim Gordon. I think I pointed out a couple of weeks ago that on IMDB, the only quote that is in the main page for Gotham is just Jim Gordon says, GCPD, <laughs> that's the only quote that i have taken from five years of the show. Anyway, loads of other great quotes in here. I love this conversation that we have between Ed and Oswald, where Oswald's telling Ed, I can't leave, this is my city. You know, yeah. We've said many times that this season, season five, is a, a season of the show that's been given to the fans who have been rallying around the show trying to get extra episodes and trying to have it continue and end with a proper ending on this this historical show really for all of these characters where we have the origins of all of these main main people so i love that we've had we have these little moments here where oswald is saying to jim for example that do you remember that time when you threw me off the docks and told me never to come back to the city that was my (laughs) lowest point because i was no longer in gotham and uh, gotham is the main part of me. Gotham is the central part of me, just like it is for you, Jim. That's obviously a callback to the pilot episode. It's a callback to all of the fans that these people have been fighting against each other, but now they're going to fight alongside each other to save the city of Gotham.
0: Yeah, definitely. And even Ed ultimately ends up returning to to join Oswald. Um, now, he does make the excuse that the sub needs two people to, to, um, to manoeuvre it, to drive it. Um, but... Whether that is the case, yeah. we're not entirely sure because Nyssa presumably makes her escape with just herself unless she is able to teach um, the dog, Edward, uh, how to to <laughs> help her steer the submarine Probably, out through yeah. Gotham Harbour. Do
2: you know I just can't believe that Ed would build a submarine from scratch and make it that it could only be controlled by two people. Because you know Ed, he always plans ahead. He's always going to plan in case Oswald turns his back on him, or in case he gets betrayed by Oswald, he'll still have the way out that he's built effectively. So, I I can only think that this is just a cover-up that he's using to say um, oh, I suppose I'll go along with it and I'll join you guys. Uh, even though he doesn't seem to be too convinced by the end of the episode, but I think he's there for Oswald more than anything else. We have that nice little trolling moment from, uh, from the writing where we have uh, Oswald saying goodbye to Edward the dog and Ed thinks it's talking to him and goes, oh, I'm going to miss <laughs> yeah. you too, Oswald. It's like, nope. <laughs> so this is not Big Bobblepot. This is the two of them fighting as friends together.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it, It's a good sort of... Well, it, it harks back as well to the beginning of Season 5, where we have Ed, Jim, Oswald, and Harvey mm-hmm. locked and loaded and ready to fight against a, well, an army. This is the day. Uh, and yes. This is the day. This is where it all builds to. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, it's a great bit of um, set design, That this, this wall where they're fighting um, against Bane and his... His own private army, but also the army, then the the U.S. army that they've commandeered. Mm. There is that moment where Bane comes in and says, "You're fighting for me now." As like the the colonel in charge goes, um, "I don't think so." Has his neck broken, yeah. and he Bane goes. So does anyone else have a problem? I thought it was a really funny moment where it does look like all the other soldiers are putting their hands up and then it moves into a salute. Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: (laughs) They're about to say they do have a problem with it because he's killing (laughs) innocents, you know? They don't want to kill the innocents. And that's very important in the episode. I think the first time I saw it, there is a moment that I thought, oh, this doesn't really sit well. Why is everybody putting their guns down here? Um, but they didn't want to follow Bane. The whole point is that he's taking control, but these people aren't his army. They're not part of his army. But yeah, we do have this standoff on the top of the, uh, of the new wall with everybody coming in. We see Bruce coming in with his new weapons that he's been given by Lucius. Uh, everybody standing on top of that wall, shooting back and forth at each other. Uh, really cool and nice to see everybody up there battling together to save Gotham. Really cool. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. But we do get an injury, unfortunately, uh, up here on this wall. We get that moment where we have a grenade being thrown up uh, at Oswald, who's just killed one of Bane's men, shouting back at him, going, he can't hear you with that bullet through his head. Um, and then a <laughs> grenade lands in front of him. It does look to me as if Oswald's saving Ed uh, here. He, yeah. he does shout Ed before covering him and taking the full front of this grenade
0: and losing an eye, right? Yeah, oh, or at least... Like the damage, and it's a real good nod to that that monocled Oswald Cobblepot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get a sense of that with uh, right at the end of the episode, where he has a pair of glasses on, of which one is more heavily set; it's distinguished, yes. and, and that's to cover the damaged eye. But presumably, um, you have the the monocled eye there that will. will be such a feature of Oswald moving forward. Mm -hmm. So that's a a nice little nod to that as well. I think also we have... um oswald uh giving a, a great rupaul all-star drag race moment uh, where instead of lip-syncing for his legacy he does tell jim gordon that he wants to fight for his legacy it's as it's well. just how he delivers yes. the
2: patter of his speech just sounds exactly like rupaul <laughs> i'm sure it that was really the does absolutely I'm sure that was the intention let's get on to case note number two because the episode is called they did what and what is it that they did john they blew up Wayne Enterprises. That's what they did.
0: <laughs> we, we hear that that's the reaction from Nyssa going, oh, hang on a second. What
2: the hell just happened to
0: Yeah, they have to use Jeremiah's device that he was going to put all throughout Gotham to mm-hmm. topple the skyscrapers like dominoes. Uh, use that to destroy the Wayne Enterprises' building the skyscraper so that it blocks the route of Bane and his army from the, the safe zone around the GCPD mm-hmm. that they are intent on destroying. Um, and it, it, it has some really nice moments as both uh, Bruce and Selina are, are setting the bomb, you know, and it's right above a portrait of Tom and Martha Wayne. And it, it, there's a real good connection here of... um Bruce to his parents saying they would have sacrificed this building. They did it, sacrifice everything, yeah. yeah. yeah, In order to save the city of Gotham. Um, I'm not entirely sure now whether Bruce and Celina would ultimately have gotten out of there in time <laughs> as they realize the, the light's changing from blue to red, which is danger, danger. Mm-hmm. So the two of them certainly make a very last-minute dash to get out of the building before uh, a great explosion, uh, the glass shattering and the yeah the skyscraper toppling like a domino to mm-hmm. uh, just to block the army's progression to uh, the GCPD safe yeah. area. Yeah. And uh, you do get that moment, as you pointed out, um, where the tank on the army the the turret on the top moves like a dalek uh, to to look at the um <laughs> to look at the skyscraper falling down just, yeah it really it's just everybody
2: all the other army men are looking <laughs> turn that way to look and then you see the top of the tank turning as well it's just a really funny uh, really funny touch uh, you mentioned john as well and definitely something i want to i want to check out uh, after we've recorded unfortunately we didn't get the chance beforehand but um that that's Lobby or the the ground floor of the Wayne Enterprises building looks really like the building they used in Iron Fist. Uh, the first season of that show was set in a very big office building where um, Danny Rand has his has his company or his family company is there, and that lobby looks exactly. It the really same. does. Doesn't since it? both shows are filmed in, in New York, it's not. It wouldn't be too surprising that they may have used the same building for that.
0: I wouldn't have thought so. It, it certainly looked like it to me that mm-hmm. I. It felt familiar, and I mean, actually, Gotham. Along with Daredevil, you know, there are some of the buildings that they filmed on top of where it's been very familiar, you know, using those wonderful buildings in New York as uh, sort of great scene setters. Yeah. And I think here, again, you really get a sense of that corporate Wayne Enterprises in this lobby. Um, and uh, it, it was really nice. But, yeah, it certainly felt reminiscent of uh, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one, and, and the corporate lobby of Rand Enterprises. Yeah. So, yeah, really interesting.
2: Yeah, definitely going to have to check it out and see where that was filmed, just see if there was a connection, if the two of them were filmed in the same place. It'd be really interesting. But they don't get away from the explosion of Wayne Enterprises and the knocking down of a bunch of other buildings. I love that little line, actually, from uh, from Oswald later on, going, we can't win the army of knocked down Wade Enterprises. And they go, no, no, that was Lena <laughs> and Bruce. We're all okay. I thought <laughs> well, that was a really nice touch. But no, they don't, they don't get away. Selina and Bruce run directly into Bane in the streets here. Um, I love this fight, actually. I think there's a really good moment when we see these two working together. Catwoman and Batman are well known for battling together on occasion against other people. So seeing Selena and Bruce battle together against Bane here, I think, is a really good choice. Yeah, definitely. The two of them have worked definitely very hard on on this fight sequence. Uh, both of their stunt doubles are doing a great job here. Um And yeah, we get a nice a nice little nod to uh, to the comic books. Our first probably live action bats, I think, if I can remember right, all the way through all of the seasons. One of the things we've been waiting for is. Why does he become Batman? Because we haven't seen any bats on this show. This, I think, is our first time that we've seen them in live action. We saw them in a dream before from Bruce. But this uh, Nightwing protocol, or the Nightwing project, uh, this item that is given to him by Lucius telling him that it was supposed to be used for this, but there's a bit of a side effect. It does seem to attract some kind of... Uh, flying mammals.
0: Yeah, it actually doesn't work, which is really quite cool. That mm. it, it's a faulty bit of uh, R and D work that's been done by Lucius, yeah. but it's being used here in a really nice way because yeah, you have that great fight of the two of them, you know, tacking against Bane. Bane. Probably having the upper hand on them because of his strength and size, mm-hmm. and in the end, it is a question of you know retreat intact for the two of them uh, as Bruce puts on uh, this Nightwing project device onto uh, Bane's back, and yeah. it, it pulls the the bats then out from uh, the subway, it seems, uh, and they, they start attacking and swarming around Bane, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. And you have that classic moment, you know, that's happened on the Zack Snyder, it's happened on the Christopher Nolan movies, where you have Bruce Wayne kind of breathing in the the spirit, the power of this flying mammal, this, mm-hmm. the, the bats. Um, you know, he looks up, it's a really good moment, uh, as well and you do get a real life bat sort of silhouetting uh up against the moon oh, which yeah. is really quite uh cool as well so oh, the, you
2: know the guys that were working in cos yeah. fx doing the actual visual effects for this episode were going oh i can't wait to do this moment where we have bat silhouetted on the yeah but
0: That's it was cool. like a proper bat it wasn't that symbol yeah. version of it it was the animal Very briefly there, which was so nice because it was kind of like, you know, cute little bat kind (laughs) of doing it instead of just like the symbol so yeah. that was yeah that's not the
2: bat wing this time like they had back in the tim burton movies or anything yeah. like that yeah really cool uh, but a really nice moment i kind of see it you know it's something that has been quite difficult because they haven't been able to use the names like batman and joker and the bats as a as a whole metaphor for who bruce wayne is they haven't been able to use them on the show unfortunately due to a relationship issue between fox and, and warner brothers um, so it's nice that they're able to use the bats in this episode it's nice that the bats help him beat quite a difficult opponent as well so you can kind of see how bruce would take this into the next life the next phase of his life as he goes off to find himself when he's going off on his travels at the end of the episode so even though we only see it in this episode you can kind of think that maybe he thinks to himself well i had this big moment against a foe i was able to beat them using the bats maybe bats could be the symbol that i could develop myself under or i could uh, continue it's a shame we don't see it more often um i think bats cause fear for bruce Back in the comic books, that's where he takes his inspiration from. The thing that scared him, he will use to scare other people. So, you know, unfortunately, they haven't been able to use it more often. But at least we get this moment.
0: Yeah, it's really good. And it is. It's that element that, you know, it doesn't destroy Bane, but it it confuses him. Mm -hmm. it, It disorientates him. And it can be used by Bruce to off-balance his opponent, so he gets the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in this case, the upper hand is simply to get back to the GCPD in order to regroup, uh, to stop the army. So, uh, yeah, really uh, great, great moment. He's a smart fighter,
2: definitely. He uses everything to his advantage, and this is just one of those moments. I have to say, you know, can't take away from Selina either. She did get that knife directly into Bane's back which also put him off for a second while Bruce got this attached so it's them working together again to take down uh, Bane take down this very difficult opponent you know I thought that was really cool to see that she gets her moment as well
0: yeah speaking of knives Speaking Ooh, yeah. of stabs, case note number three, Jim and Stabby Babs save their baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, that Achilles heel of the Al Ghul family makes a return <laughs> in, in that special knife. Um, and Babs does use it to good effect on Nissa Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting she doesn't go to dust like her father. So obviously there's something different there. Maybe because the prophecy around that knife yeah. is for Rachel al Ghul That's right. rather than Nyssa but certainly she is um, harmed and bleeding after she's stolen um, Jim and Babs's baby
2: Yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't really go too much in the depth of Nissa al Ghul in this show it doesn't really give her much more background other than what she says on screen uh, what we've talked about before in the podcast is Nyssa is an ancient as well she's much older than she looks she's like Rachel al Ghul. she has regenerated a few times she has lived a couple of hundred years and um, so it would possibly have a similar effect on her but in this show they're just dealing with it much more simply they're just saying it's the daughter of rachel ghoul and she's here to take revenge on barbara and bruce for what they did to her father they're not talking about the fact that she may be may have been around for de- centuries either so they don't get into that, that, no. that much details uh, but there is some great moments in here with uh, with her and and jim uh, as well with Nissan and jim uh, as she I suppose speaks the lines that uh, that Bane spoke to Batman back in uh, Dark Knight Rises. We hear her saying, um, you can't die until Gotham falls, then I will allow you to die, which is very similar to the yeah, line that definitely. Bane says to, says to Bruce Wayne, saying after he breaks his back, he says, um, you can't die until Gotham falls to ashes. Uh, so we, we do have these nice moments where they're referencing things that have happened in the other universe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's really nice. I think the other great thing here is... The mother scorns, you know, the protective mother. Stabby Babs. Like, she kicks some serious serious ass here. uh in terms of you know as, as jim is dealing with nissa he he's keeping her distracted as he's doing that she is taking down one by one her bodyguards and there's four of them mm-hmm. so it's, it's really good you know first off it, it's a question of she stabs one of them then uses another one as a shield against guy firing a gun and then she takes one of the guns that and, and is Killing them all over the place. So, I mean, she is really, really good. Then she goes in for Nissa, who does have some pretty good moves as mm-hmm. well. She can certainly uh, keep Jim uh, in his place if she wants to. But ultimately, uh, Jim and Barbara team up and work to get that knife into Nissa's gut. Um, yeah. And certainly, uh, yeah, really uh, good stabby moment from Babs.
2: Yeah, there's definitely that moment, as you say, of the, the mother scoring this, as she is uh, trying to get back her baby. Um, I think it all opens, really. That whole scene opens to probably my favourite of all of the things that she does in this episode, which is where Babs is handcuffed by Nyssa, yeah. and as Jim arrives, she just puts her legs around some, one of the guard's heads and <laughs> oh, snaps his neck. It's a great what a moment. move. Yeah, yeah. Such a move.
0: Such a good move. Um, yeah, I forgot that. That is a... James Bond villain move. It's like, uh, you know, crushing his larynx with her thighs. On a top, wasn't it? Yeah, on a top from Goldeneye, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So she definitely has her hips and and thighs weaponized here (laughs) to uh, crush the neck of uh, an oncoming foe
2: good old bows but unfortunately yeah. yeah as we say Nyssa does get away but on her way out the door she orders the major to kill himself so that that will lock in the attack that's coming in from the army and from Bane they can't order it off uh, nice little touch here as she's going out of the office which is formerly Oswald Cobblepot's office she takes a handy umbrella to lock them inside I totally thought the umbrella that she was taking with her could possibly be a weapon of Oswald's that there could be a gun inside it, or there could be something inside that umbrella. But unfortunately she just uses it to block the door so that Jim and yeah. Barbara can't get out for a little while while she gets away.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it would be really good to see, um, a, a weaponized umbrella yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, we've had weaponized thighs now and <laughs> yeah, uh, a, you know, classic, Oswald Cobblepot umbrella that shoots darts or bullets or has... I mean, we've had the one with the knife, haven't we? Mm -hmm, Um, And it'd be good to see that. Yeah, well, let's see what
2: happens in the final episode next week. For now, let's get on to case number four. It's all of Gotham for Gotham this time. So slightly different from our earlier point. It's not just about the... Uh, the villains coming back to join the GCPD. This time we have all of Gotham standing up for themselves, really everybody that's left, I suppose. Um, It starts out really when we see Leslie Tompkins uh, being saved by Selina. As she looks out the window, she sees the narrows are on fire. You know, it's nice to have this callback to... I suppose the entire arc of leslie Tompkins from season four um definitely you know we yeah. didn't really see much of that this season at all we haven't seen much of leslie Tompkins at all this season so to have that moment where she's looking out over the area of the city that she pretty much has the tightest bond to seeing it on fire and that gives her the fire to go to the gcpd and help everybody
0: yeah i mean i think this is yeah it's really good moment and i, I think um, you know, with everyone from Gotham there to support Gotham, all the people at the GCPD all come together. You know, Jim does try and get Leslie and Barbara out through the underground passages out of the GCPD, mm-hmm. taking uh, the 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 sort of refugees, I suppose, from the Narrows uh, to be led by uh, Leslie Tompkins here. Mm-hmm. Leslie decides to come back as does Barbara. Um, And so it's just this pulling together of all um, the people of Gotham, for Gotham, in the face of Bane and the US Army. Uh, And it's a really nice moment as they face off against one another. And and Jim is gradually joined by more and more people who he's not expecting to be there. And in the end, there is no loyalty of the US Army to Bane. They Mm -hmm. realize there's an issue here. And that's why I think that bit in the tent where they kind of look like they're putting their hands up to say yes we have a problem Yeah, um, they know this is not right exactly. um, so uh, they, they show th- just how much loyalty they have towards Bane and his own kind of private army by effectively turning on them. They're not going to stop firing on women, children babies a- and police
2: Yeah exactly, exactly and I think this is important as well because this is the central argument that's always been The barrier to Jim and Leslie Tompkins' relationship, really. Right back from the start, it was always, Jim will always put his life on the line to save everybody around him, and he feels like he's the only one that can do that. They have the argument. They have Leslie going, why are you sending me away again? Why are you going out to buy us some time? Why are you standing in the firing line once again? Why am I being sent off? He gives a a nominal excuse, which is, well, you used to lead the Narrows. They know you, so why don't you go off and lead them? But Leslie's kind of going, well, actually, all of us need to stand up. All of Gotham needs to stand together. And she goes back. Barbara realizes the sacrifice that Leslie is making to save everybody, and she brings everybody else back. So a nice heroic moment, really, for Barbara as well as Leslie, uh, as everybody stands together to block off this firing line from killing everybody in Gotham.
0: Yeah, it it, it is that kind of uh, moment, again, like from The Dark Knight Rises, where you have... um, all those people still left in Gotham, mm-hmm. uh, running in support of the Batman and those members of the GCPD that are still left to to stop Bane. Um, you know, even though they may themselves die, you know they put their lives on the line, and ultimately that is rewarded by the army realizing that they are not. The true uh, enemies here.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's get on to our final case note because part of that realization, really, and part of that moment of being rewarded for the city you've got them is they're now going to get help. Our final case note for this episode is goodbye gotham. Yeah. Um we have a conversation between uh, detective Harper and Bullock where she's saying finally they're they're actually sending people in to help the refugees. They're sending in people to take care of them, sending in water and aid and food. So all of everything that's gone on in no man's land has now been resolved. We have Gotham being saved because of the actions of all of these people.
0: Yeah. And um you know, things are effectively returning to uh, normal to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are the changes happening here as well. And, and there's a, a great number of them. You know, we have Jim being named Commissioner Jim Gordon, uh, as his reward for leading this resistance, uh, from, from the mayor. Mm-hmm. It's not Mayor Aubrey as no, well. So? Um, it's a, it's a new mayor that is here. Um, but it's a great moment where Jim is recognized for that leadership and we get that moment where he becomes, Commissioner Gordon. uh, Really nice. And I think one of the great things here is, you know, Barbara names her baby daughter Barbara Lee Gordon so that she knows who she can trust in the city. And I do love how, um, you know, these three dysfunctional people of Jim, Barbara, and Lee come together in this episode. And and it it crystallizes around this newborn baby uh, that... Uh, you know, we have that moment where Barbara thanks Lee for all she's done to help the child. You have Barbara and Jim fighting Nyssa together to save the baby as well. And here in the GCPD, Babs tells her ex-husband Jim Gordon, "This is her name," so that she knows who she can trust mm-hmm. in, in this city. So that, that's a really nice moment, I think, here. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm, I'm sure we could have guessed that they were going to do that little jump over. They haven't had James Gordon Jr. here. It is Barbara Gordon that's the baby. So what we're going to see now is, I hope we're going to see the young Batgirl in the future. Barbara Gordon in the comic books becomes Batgirl. we yeah. always kind of thought, because of the character being named Barbara back in season one, episode one, that was going out with Jim Gordon. They were originally supposed to be together. So we always thought this was going to be the mother of barbara gordon uh, in the future um but then you know things took a big change on the show big change for the character of barbara gordon she was effectively she was a, a a bit of a drunk in the first episode of the season um things got a little bit complicated but they just got more and more complicated yeah. as the seasons went on for this character and they she has been probably had the biggest journey of every character on the
0: show definitely definitely it's been it's, it's a really um great character arc i mm-hmm. think for for barbara definitely we also then have Ed and Oswald, who are really licking their wounds back mm-hmm. at Oswald's house. Um, You know, they've really got nothing to show for that loyalty that they feel they gave to Jim Gordon here to protect Gotham. In fact, you know, I do think... um uh, yeah, Oswald says to Jim at in his office at the GCPD, you know, once this is finished, uh, I'll be looking for that pardon mm, that, that he's promised. <laughs> and in the end, they're kind of really sidelined here they don't feel like they've been rewarded they yeah. feel that like they've got nothing and all of a sudden you get that switch to, these people are ants you know they don't deserve my uh, loyalty they don't deserve my respect we should be the ones that are leading these people that we should be the ones taking back control i mean it's it's really that that moment where they're kind of setting out their agenda for mm-hmm. how this new gotham you know with everything that has now being finished with from nissa from bane from the attack on the army uh, from it being separated from the mainland now that it's coming back that in that rebirth there will be the oswald and the riddler effect you know it's that great moment where ed says they have seen who i am before the riddler mm-hmm. and they will see that again and um, and he is you know he is really uncompromising that All these people are ants. Uh, He used to be one and no more. You know, they will bend to his will and Oswald is on board for that. So, you know, in this rebirth there. these two uh, forces as well that are going to um, play havoc with it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But it does feel like it's much more Riddler that's having the problem and is leading Oswald in this. He seems to be the one that is realizing that he never had any feelings for Gotham. That's very different from Oswald. Oswald is saying that Gotham is central to him. He believes that he could not be who he is without saving Gotham, effectively. He just wants to control it and (laughs) wants to teach the people of the city how powerful he is, make them bow and ask before getting back up is his, yeah. is his line, which may, makes him much more dangerous in a way, or ma- makes him much more crazy in a way than Oswald. Oswald wants to be in control of everybody, but is willing to leave them alive and is very much saying, I want to be Over and above and standing above everybody and show them my intellect and show them my power. Uh, Very interesting. But also the most interesting part really of their discussion is that even right up to the moment of embrace, both of these characters are carrying knives and about to stab (laughs) each other. You know, it's a nice little call back to the end of season four where we had Leslie Tompkins and Ed Nigma embracing and then stabbing each other yeah this is exactly the same moment between ed and oswald but actually they're much closer they're much more tied to each other and willing to trust each other at least for a little while longer right
0: yeah definitely it's a it's a really nice moment where the you know these these brothers are going to stab one another in the back Mm -hmm. and in the end pull away from doing that just at the last moment uh, as they realize that they can probably work with each other to some degree, even though they may do it in their own way and in, in separate parts of the city. Exactly.
2: Originally, when I saw Oswald taking out the knife, I thought they were just going to do that Blood Brothers thing where they cut each other's hands and mix the blood of each other. And then you realize, no, actually, just in case anything happens, they were about to stab each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but in this final point in Goodbye Gotham, really, point is called Goodbye Gotham because, well, then there's Bruce. Bruce Wayne, that moment of realization when they're sitting in the GCPD and after winning everything, Bruce is sitting off on his own in a corner and Selena comes to confront him about what's happening. And he's effectively saying that he believes Nissa al al Ghul. He's saying that when Nyssa said to him, I'm coming after you for the things you've done he is responsible for everything that's happened to gotham you know he's saying the reason why gotham was separated from the mainland by jeremiah was because of him the reason why rachel ghoul was after gotham was because of him all of these things that happened in the city were because of him so he needs to leave this is his goodbye to selena this moment Um we do have selena putting her head on his shoulder effectively comforting him at this point but he can't spend any more time with her in the future because he knows he needs to leave. And if he does talk to her again, she's most likely going to say he needs to stay and most likely convince him maybe even to stay.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a really kind of touching moment here between these two. Um, in that moment on the stairs in the precinct, because then Bruce leaves her a letter that she gets to read. And we, we don't know what it says, but she runs after him uh, going to Gotham Airport where Bruce is already there with a an injured but recovering Alfred at, at the airport. I mean, first off, I really am glad that we got to see Alfred here um, at the airport mm-hmm. with, with Bruce. You know, we we hear him here say that he is going to be rebuilding Wayne Enterprises and Wayne Manor. It's a big project to take on the
2: next day, is what he's saying. From tomorrow, I'm going to be rebuilding both of these things. Yeah, <laughs> it like no, a big
0: I, I, absolutely. <laughs> but it, it's great then. and I, I love the... The imagery as as Bruce walks towards his his private jet and Alfred is there. Certainly after the, the 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 conversation Alfred has had, you know, where he goes, I never tried to replace your parents. I you know I really didn't, but I couldn't be more proud of you if you were my own son. You know, Oof. he sees him as a son, but he's, it's never to replace his dead parents, his mm-hmm. murdered parents. You know, it is a pure loyalty and he's allowing bruce to go off and find his destiny you know and you have that great goodbye between uh, the two of them as well and um, so really really nice but you know as bruce is taking off from the airport selena arrives uh to see his plane go and, and take off and and you know there's not that goodbye i mean selena i think is probably quite devastated here oh absolutely in in that moment there's one Um, central
2: thing really of selena kyle's character right back from season one i think episode four episode two was it was called selena kyle about effectively the reason why she is like she is because she does have those abandonment issues from losing her mom and her dad you know mm -hmm. we had her mom come back and abandon her again after trying to rip her off you know um she does have those moments, so really this is going to lead into the creation of the character of Selena Kyle, the way we know her from the comic books, where she doesn't trust Bruce, she doesn't believe in Bruce, doesn't really like Bruce a huge amount, and then other times she falls back in and does like Bruce and does love Bruce. So their relationship has always been that, that delicate balance of, I love him, but can I trust him?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And yes, credits roll on the penultimate episode of Gotham as Bruce flies away and leaves the city of Gotham behind. That's it for our penultimate episode yeah, discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Really.
0: It's uh, mad to think, actually, that you know it is a goodbye Gotham with uh, all these different things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and ones that feel so familiar to where you would pick them up, you know, at Batman Begins, for example, yeah. or, or even with the... Um, the the Zack Snyder films as well. So, you know, really, really uh, good little sort of connectivity there. Yeah, I
2: I like like how they've taken bits of all of those things and brought them into Gotham as well, so it's not going to be a, a, a specific retelling. You can't just go out and stick on the other five films that were made from Batman begins on, they've taken elements of that and put it in here. It'd be very weird if Batman dressed up in the Batman outfit meets Bane in 20 years time. And they have exactly the same interactions that they had here. But I like that. They've taken elements of all of that as well oh, definitely. And, and turned it into this story in Gotham as well. It's been really cool. And um, one probably announcement, I suppose, as a, or as a note here, uh, this is the final episode of Gotham featuring Cameron Bikendova. She's been there since the first episode. I think even the first scene is Cameron Bikendova. Uh, looking down, waiting for the Wayne uh, family uh, to arrive. Uh, She is the first character that we saw at the beginning of the series, and this is the last episode. She made the decision going into the final episode. There's a 10-year time jump, but she made the decision that she would allow another actress to take on that role, that she played the teenage Selena Kyle and didn't want to play the 20-years-old Selena Kyle. She wanted to give that role over to somebody else. She uh, made the announcement during the week this week that we're not going to see her back in the role next week. Yeah, yeah. Which is very sad. It's very sad to not have that kind of tie between them. But I think it makes a little bit of sense. She's she's young enough that she'd have to have a lot of work done to make her look a lot older, I suppose. Yeah, I um, think so.
0: I I, I mean, I, I think she's right. I think if you are um, an actor and you are there to play a particular role, I think you have to, if that role moves significantly, you have to make that choice as to whether that's still right for, for you mm-hmm. uh, to do. And, yeah... Aging up 10, 15 years uh, may be just that step too far for her. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: But it is yeah, really sad that we're not going to see her back in that final episode next week. But let's get on to our final bits for this episode. I've got the moment of the week. I think for me... Barbara snapping the guard's neck while she's handcuffed, I think was a, a fantastic moment for this Oh, yeah, it's a
0: great move, that. and um, That's definitely one of mine as well. I certainly think Ed's reaction to Oswald's missing eye is one where <laughs> he's, like, going, yeah, no, it's fine. As he, like, kind of almost coughs and... and throws up in his his mouth Mm -hmm. uh, as he actually sees the the eye and how it's kind of been uh, sort of bloodied and battered from the exploding grenade. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a nice little reaction uh, between the two of them.
2: And, of course, Alfred and and, uh, Bruce together, we've had so many of our Gotham moments of the week right back for the last five seasons that have those two characters involved. That moment where the two of them are talking to each other and saying their final goodbye for quite a long time, I think is a really affecting moment, a really good moment as well. And, of course, obviously, Bruce on the plane flying away while Selina's left behind in Gotham is a huge moment. Commissioner Gordon, of course, another massive moment. Some great, great, great moments in this yeah, episode. Yeah, definitely. Really enjoyed
0: it. Character of the Week. Ooh, Character it's of the Week. It's a toughie, isn't it? Because there's no real kind of guest star or, or small yeah. uh, part here. It's really all the big players on the the, the chess board mm-hmm. at, at this moment. Um, I, I do think, for me, though... Two moments really, really stood out, which I thought was really good. I think it was Selena and Bruce mm-hmm. in the in the precinct, and then Selena's um, race to the airport to try and I don't know, stop him, yeah. express her feelings, uh, whatever that may be. I, yeah. I think Cameron B. Dover played it so so well there, absolutely, um, and I think it was having Alfred um, with Bruce uh, as he leaves. I thought that was really. Really good to see. We had a moment before um, with Alfred sort of bloodied on the the hospital table, Mm -hmm. sort of starting to recover after work having having been done on him, uh, where, you know, again, he gives that bit of sage advice. And I think it's just nice having that sage bit of advice to Bruce as he goes off in the jet, you know. Um, And that was a really great moment as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, two great moments there, definitely. Uh, I think, yeah, Gotham Character of the Week, I think for me, you're right. I think Cameron Cameron B. Gondova as Selena Kyle in this episode, total standout. If this be the final episode, it's a great
0: episode for her Yeah, that's really good. John, finally for you, how would you rate this episode? I would give this four weaponized thighs out of five. (laughs) Um, I, I just thought this was, again, it was a big palette to work with and you know they tie things up nicely it'll be interesting to see now the 10 year time jump at the next one and i, I think to me that's um uh, the cherry on top but this was the icing on the cake this really um did just brings so many people back to together it it really set people up um for you know the gotham to come even in its rebirth there will be the commissioner jim gordon Mm -hmm. but at the same time you've got ed and oswald you have bruce going off to learn more uh to be the person uh that he will be when he returns Uh, and you have alfred um Protecting his assets and rebuilding whilst he's away um, and then with selena and um, you know what this does to her and how that will affect her relationship with batman and with bruce once she knows he's back mm-hmm. again you know we know these from the comics but also from the films it's not going to be shown here in gotham because of cameron's decision not to come back for this final time jump 10 years ahead uh, it would have been nice but ultimately uh, i think this episode Um, You know, just pulled a lot together, and I thought it was done really, really nicely. Yeah,
2: yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it as well. Perfect. Thanks, John. On to some feedback for this episode. We've got a voicemail in from Claire Payne.
1: They did what certainly wrapped up nicely the story of No Man's Land. I really liked how the gun battle was near the beginning of the episode and it wasn't a triumphant success, but the fact that Bruce had to destroy Wayne Enterprises to actually stop a large part of the army. I did laugh when the workers at the GCPD groaned when the battery stopped working because it's now going to be reversed back into a bomb. I think Lucius Fox summed up perfectly that he had that he can't believe half the things they do in Gotham. Bruce taking the decision was certainly a shocker but his reasons and legacy especially with Wayne Managon definitely shows me as a viewer how the writers of Gotham have crafted this young Bruce Wayne into becoming the Dark Knight completely believable. Let's talk bats. The mention of Project Nightwing gave me goosebumps and seeing how the device attached to Bane conjured up the famous winged mammals coming out of Below from the su- subway that set off more goose bumps. Selina by his side was another solid back moment. Emotional as she promises Bruce she will always be there for him. I really wanted to know what Bruce wrote in that letter to Selina. Whilst I am talking about emotional moments. Alfred telling Bruce he will always be his boy. Jim holding his daughter for the first time. And Harvey becoming overwhelmed when Jim is made commissioner. My standout character has to be Barbara Lee Gordon. That dear baby had been kidnapped and been in one of the most important standoffs in Gotham's history and makes no fuss. A true Gotham resident she is. Favourite scene has to be Edward Nygma and Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald's decision not to leave Gotham was probably predictable, but it was so funny when he started crying and telling Edward that he will miss him. Nygma thinking he meant he meant him. And not the dog. Wounded in battle, Ed nearly gagging over Oswald's eye injury, and their scenes finish beautifully agreeing. They are more than common criminals and definitely underestimated. Riddler wanting people to bow down to him, Oswald realizing the strength in their potential brotherhood. It's always engaging to watch Robin and Corey, but when they both draw their knives and hug each other in agreement, also was a test of their trust and respect for each other. Oswald also confessing his love for the city of Gotham with Jim was another highlight for me. I loved the way he explained how his name is written in the walls and the only time he felt lost was when Jim took him to the pier. Everyone delivered in this episode and the episode delivered an impressive version of Bane. Irene like how no one died, Bane is in prison and Nessa Al Ghul, she sailed off in SS Gertrude. I am actually ready for the final ever episode of Gotham, I think.
2: Thanks so much, Claire. It looks like it got cut off just at the end of what you were saying there, but totally understand. Yeah, I think kind of ready for the final episode of the show. They've prepared it quite well here. I'm really excited to see what they do with this opportunity to tell a story in the Batman world 10 years on
0: from the end of Gotham. That could be quite interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Claire. I, I'm I'm there with you on baby Babs uh, being, you know, a true Gothamite <laughs> here. Um, certainly. You know, a real-life baby here. She was so well-behaved. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, having to deal with Nyssa floating a knife around her all the time, mm-hmm. the chaos that is Gotham, uh, I think she handled it uh, really well. And she managed to pull, you know, these warring factions of Jim, Lee, and uh, Mummy, perhaps, um, <laughs> together yeah. um, in, in a really nice way that felt... Um, it felt real. I, it felt that... that would be the only thing that could bring them together is protecting something that is common to all three of them and it's baby barbara lee gordon mm-hmm. so yeah i really really like that and yeah. i am totally with you on alfred and selena uh, being such uh, important parts here yeah. uh, within um this episode and the collective grown of the GCPD when the lights went out was really, really funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's hilarious. I've sure I heard somebody go, I'm doing the crossword.
2: <laughs> and the echo, Why are they turning off the lights? Really good. Thanks so much for your feedback, Claire. If you want to send in feedback for the next episode, the final episode of Gotham, if you want to send in any thoughts on season five of Gotham or anything on the show, email us at feedback at GothamTVPodcast.com. You can also join our Facebook group over at Facebook.com slash groups slash GothamTVPodcast. Not long there to go, unfortunately. Yeah, but absolutely. For that group or for those Yeah,
0: yeah. Please send us in your thoughts for this last ever episode of Gotham, uh, episode 12, The Beginning. Uh, It'd be really good to make it a fun community get-together with the feedback uh, and your thoughts on this for sure.
2: Absolutely. Now, we might just do an episode reviewing the final episode, and then if if we have enough feedback in, we'll do another episode about uh, your thoughts on all of Gotham so far. Uh, As I said, we will be uh, joining up with our friends over in Legends of Gotham for a final wrap-up anyway. So if you don't get the chance to get in your thoughts on the episode, we'll talk about them at a later stage when we have our our final episode with Legends of Gotham.
0: As always, thank you for joining us and we will be back with our next podcast, the final episode of Season 5, Legend of the Dark Knight. The finale, Episode 12, called the beginning and our review will be out after the episode
2: has aired. Thanks so much for all goth Yes, it's going to be interesting to see the finale of the show. i uh, really looking forward to it. It has been a long time coming after 5 years, but uh, but yes, I think I think we can get through it
0: together. Yeah, again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm off to go and take a sub out of the city for a while. But when I'm back, we'll speak with you again soon. Bye. Bye.
1: I'm David Mazouz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Andrew Sellin, Mr. Penn, and the Ventriloquist on Gotham. And this is Scarface. And you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you better keep listening, you hear?
0: This is Robin Lloyd-Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast.